This is Keep Up. I'm your host, Cynthia Dill. Today is Tuesday, July 12th, 2022. I'm in my Portland, Maine studio following an 18-day trip across America in a pickup truck. And it's good to be back, except for the wind and the construction in Portland and the traffic. Uh, More about the journey later. I posted lots of pictures on Facebook and planned to write about it. It was fabulous encountering a big, black, beautiful bear while hiking in Glacier National Park was thrilling, but not nearly as scary as camping in Ontario. There's a lot of stories I look forward to sharing with you, but this show, this podcast, is called Community Housing Plan B Season 1, The Finale. Why? Uh, well, <laughs> the um, the Plan B petition to put community housing on the ballot in November is over, and it was it was submitted to the town clerk on Ju- June twenty seventh, um, just a few days into my trip, and we learned that we were shy thirty signatures, thirty nine signatures. So you know that stings a bit, but politics are not for people with thin skin, and my skin is like leather. Uh, especially after this trip, this, the weather. We had, like, beautiful weather every single day, almost. Um, and I, I don't mind losing a battle to win the war. And in this particular case, I think, despite the outcome, that there's not going to be a question on the ballot about community housing. The point was made, the overall point was made, that there is a good argument to, uh, to do something on public land, to create affordable housing for families. And I know from experience that, you know, to move a good idea forward, you have to be in it for the long game. So I have no regrets. Uh, You don't need to be old or Christian to believe a verse from the Old Testament. (laughs) To everything there is a season and a time, to every purpose under the heaven. Plan B is over, but community housing has legs because at its core it's a good idea supported I believe by most Cape Elizabeth residents who take the time to understand it almost everyone I spoke with agrees with the core concept of using Cape Elizabeth public land to meet a Cape Elizabeth need for affordable housing for families in the local workforce I I had to make a decision on the way out of town uh, whether to submit what we had for numbers I had collected 887 signatures, many of which I knew were not certifiable because I knew that I expected there to be about 10 duplicates. I knew some people were not um, eligible voters, um, but I I was surprised that uh, 60 uh, of the 887 signatures were not certified. Uh, but I, I had to make the decision whether to hand in what we had and have community housing on the ballot in November or wait till I got back and collect more signatures, you know, more of what a safety cushion and then have it on the ballot in sometime in 2023. So I made the decision as I was traveling on the road and discovering new things. (laughs) Um, I knew going in that there were risks. I understood the risks. The last petition that we successfully Uh, did in Cape Elizabeth to put the town center affordable housing amendments on the ballot, there was a large margin of uncertified signatures. So I knew it was risky. And 
at the same time, I knew I was done um, at that point when I left for my trip. I mean, having it on the ballot in 2023, in my view, is just too far out. I'm not, I don't want to, I was done. I invested as much time and energy that I can afford and, and ready to move on. And let's face it, the people in my town were sick of me and ready for me to be done too. So two and a half months of work, thousands of conversation, hundreds of miles. I have absolutely no regrets because um, I'm grateful to everyone who signed. And it was a real eye-opening experience to, um, to have that many interactions with people following COVID and just sort of this, you know, time in my life where I didn't really see anyone other than my immediate family for like years it seems so it was it was a journey uh obviously a different type of journey but it was a journey nonetheless and I'm, I'm just really grateful to the people who helped and supported me a lot of the people my friends family Ernie at the IGA you know it it meant a lot and uh I'm really grateful and Almost every person who refused to sign the petition in this exercise that I engaged in, um, you know, they may have had some objection to like the definition that uh, that of community housing. Like they th- thought it should be increased density or it should be at a different location. Some people were just hostile to the referendum process. They don't believe in governing by referendum, and I can understand that to a certain extent. Although it is allowed for in the charter, just like all other ways of enacting laws so it's it's definitely a legitimate process but people are questioning the process um, and then there was people who were part of the what I call the Dunham Court cabal who were just bitter and mad about the successful petition effort to put the affordable housing amendments on the ballot uh, and they and they took it out personally against me and that made it kind of um, unfortunate and all the more reason just to sort of, you know, end it, you know, throw your hands on, you know, you, you throw your cards on the table and you move on. Um, you know, but there was very few who were opposed to developing affordable housing in Cape Elizabeth. And therefore, the point was made. So even though it's not going to be on the ballot, it was very disheartening and remains to be disheartening that certain people just can't understand that there is a legitimate objection to the formula that the town center affordable housing amendments you know present that that it's section 8 housing that we're buying a for-profit corporation valuable real estate in the middle of town to you know um administer the Section 8 housing program that our town doesn't need and doesn't, you know, want. <laughs> and, and, and the legitimate argument is that there's a better way to provide affordable housing. And, and because I think, you know, I've had so many conversations, the idea, the concept remains strong. And so the political work that it takes to move good policy and sustain it just it just never ends. So it was the right decision to just submit the signatures, it, even though the outcome is that plan B is dead. Um, what remains, <laughs> you know, 
season two, three, or four of community housing is a good idea, and it's supported by the evidence. And and I think it underlines certain truths about our community that Cape Elizabeth's econ- economy is unique. It There is not a cookie-cutter approach that has been peddled by, you know, the planners and the, uh, the housing cabal and the housing authority. You know, there's a certain formula that they're using that is working very well in many places, and it simply is not the right formula for our town for legitimate reasons, and those reasons are supported by evidence. Uh, the housing diversity study, this you know, private consultant who is, for the most part, sort of putting a polish and adding you know some content, uh, context to what was already available in public records and what many of us already knew, um, but it confirms you know, largely confirms what I and many others have argued all along, and that is that Cape Elizabeth households are mostly families, and the majority of which are not cost burden right now in housing because we have an exceptionally high percentage of home ownership at the same time that house values have dramatically increased. So there's just been an increase in wealth for Cape families because of the unique circumstances of our economy and so to say that to just sort of repeat this mantra that we're cost burdened and we need low-income housing is just not supported by the evidence as the housing diversity study says I'm quoting lower income residents who have had the opportunity to buy into the Cape Elizabeth housing market have seen decreasing rates of cost burden their mortgage payments comprise a diminishing share of rising incomes, and longtime residents have been able to pay off their homes. So that just supports what I and others have said, that just because there is a housing crisis surrounding us <laughs> in some communities doesn't necessarily mean that there's a housing crisis in Cape Elizabeth. And in fact, the numbers don't support that. Um the issue that the housing diversity study ignores, and, and what I take exception to, is it also just fails to acknowledge, like it talks about the political opposition being some sort of factor in, um, you know, making developers not interested in, in, in Cape Elizabeth. And that's just, that's that was very lazy. I mean, within 20 days of the enactment of the amendment, 10% of registered voters, over 10%, signed a petition pursuant to the town charter. That's a legitimate political process that was exercised by over 10% of the Cape population. So to just suggest that all the people who signed that petition are somehow irrational, nimby, elitist, racist, don't want affordable housing is just not um, not fair and not, I don't think, intellectually honest. And, and to not recognize that there is going to be a referendum on that issue. And and now with community housing, I mean, the numbers are that, you know, 887 signatures were uh, submitted and 827 were certified, but 827 registered voters in Cape Elizabeth support the concept of community housing, and that was an effort that was undertaken by one person, essentially. I did have help on like one or two days by a few volunteers, but it was essentially, you know, so um, what remains for season two is that um, community housing could, could 
potentially be put on the agenda of a town council meeting and be referred to the ordinance committee to study and to work on since there has been a showing uh, of community support for this concept because there's a high level of interest in trying to find solutions for affordable housing and because um, you know it's it's a good idea and and so it could be put on the town council agenda either through a request by me or by one of the councillors but the other idea that the other way community housing might have legs going forward, because I, I think the concept does, um, is that this ad hoc um, diversity study committee that is being put together, I, full disclosure, I did submit an application to be on the committee just because I wanted to make sure there's at least enough people who I, I don't expect to be selected necessarily but and there's a lot of really good people so but there is going to be this committee the ad hoc housing diversity study committee who could perhaps just tweak the definition of community housing to meet some of the very legitimate um, concerns or just suggestions that were really good suggestions it's just that they were made to me at a time that the petition had already been drafted and circulated so it wasn't really it wasn't feasible for me to change and to take into account some good suggestions. For instance, the density. I mean, I had borrowed in the community housing definition for purposes of Plan B, the density that is used in like the RC zone, just because it's already in the zoning ordinance and people, you know, is something that we're familiar with, but certainly could be higher density. Some people believe, as I do, that the best opportunity uh, that we could give to families or um, seniors or anyone is to provide an opportunity to either get in or stay in the real estate market and and allow for community housing to include, for instance, some type of ownership. So this ad hoc diversity study committee could tweak the definition knowing that politically the concept of using public land to develop some sort of affordable housing, however it's defined, is is supported, and that's I think that's a step in the right direction. So, um, so scene, you know, season two for community housing. Um, stay tuned. We'll we'll see, and I hope you'll stay tuned with me. Keep up with Cynthia Dill's podcast. I'm trying to do it on a regular basis. I had been on a Friday schedule, then I left for my trip, and. Um, so if, if you subscribe, follow, um, I'd love to hear your comment, rate the podcast. And until ne- next time, this is Cynthia Dill signing off. Take care.